Welcome back to another episode of The Kaleidoscope. I am your host, Dr. Michael Forstner. Today's episode is going to be on pea protein powder. Now, you've probably heard about this being in a lot of protein shakes and stuff like that, but have you ever really wondered what exactly it does and why it's so good for us? Well, today's episode, we're going to dive into that. Finding a quality probiotic can be a challenge. I know firsthand. I've gone through at least a dozen different probiotics and I was never satisfied with the outcome. That changed when I found Just Thrive. Just Thrive has been an outstanding company that has put years into producing a high quality probiotic. Just Thrive probiotics are spore form and contain a patent strain called Bacillus Indicus HU36. The spores in Just Thrive have been successfully used to enhance digestive health in the pharmaceutical market for over 50 years. Don't just take my word for it. There are over thousands of five-star reviews talking about how amazing Just Thrive is and how it's helped them with their gut health. For my listeners today, head on over to justthrive.com and use the promo code COLITIS to save 15% on all your orders. So first off, we need to talk about what exactly is pea protein powder or pea protein isolate. And it is made by isolating the protein from a ground yellow pea forming a beige type powder. Now, again, you've probably seen this before, but never really thought about it. Now, I want to talk about some nutritional facts about this. Now, most brands are pretty much the same. So again, when you ever look at your protein powder, you're going to see probably pea protein in it. And typically, two scoops will give you the following. It'll give you about 80 calories, 18 grams of protein, one gram of carbs, one gram of fiber, 1.5 grams of total fat, 230 milligrams of sodium, and five milligrams of iron. Now, the reason why I really like this protein though is that the fact is if you have a GI issue, such as myself with ulcerative colitis, if you have Crohn's disease or any type of autoimmune disease, it gets very difficult to find the right protein that you can actually use and it's actually good for your body because a lot of it has weight, which is dairy. And as we know, I've talked about this in multiple episodes, that dairy is not very good for anyone with autoimmune disease because most likely it will cause more inflammation and that will kind of rev up your whole autoimmune system and therefore cause more issues. The same thing can be said about gluten. Whereas pea protein, it's vegan, dairy-free, nut-free, all this, which is why I really enjoy this. Now, it is a very high quality protein source. And the reason why is pea protein contains all nine essential amino acids that your body cannot create and must get from food. However, it is relatively low in methionine. You can compensate for this by including other methionine-rich foods such as eggs, fish, poultry, beef, pork, brown rice in your diet. So again, technically it doesn't have exactly everything, but pretty darn close to the most part. And again, I'm eating all this food, so I'm getting that. If you are vegan, again, brown rice, you can look at other things that will have that type of quality in it, but most likely you'll get it from your eggs, fish, poultry, beef, and all that. It also is a great source of branched chain amino acids, especially arginine, which promotes healthy blood flow and the heart health. Leucine, isoleucine, and valine, which promote muscle growth. So again, this is why I like this. I myself lost quite a bit of muscle when I was back in the hospital back in 2018, and it's still a long journey. We're in 2022, and I'm still trying to put weight back on from that long time ago. And again, it's a slow process. I'm still healing the gut each and every day, but I've realized that 
Pea protein is one of the good things that I can easily digest and my body accepts it. I don't have any issues. It may be the same for you. It may not be. But again, that's where it comes down to writing down what exactly you're eating. Have a diary because then you know exactly if a certain food is agitating your GI tract or again, if it's doing more good than harm, which is always a good thing, obviously. Now, in general, animal proteins are more essentially easily digested and absorbed than plant-based proteins. Now, that, again, is kind of up in the air with most studies, but as they're saying right now, that animal protein may be easier than pea protein, but in my opinion, and again, this is just my opinion, if it's in a smoothie, it's already broken down, it's so much smaller, you don't have to really chew it up or anything, and I think that is actually fairly easy for your body to digest as well. Now, like I said, it is rich in iron, pea protein, is just one of those that will give you more iron. And such as myself, I was losing a lot of blood through my GI and everything. So this is one of the things I always wanna make sure that I'm getting plenty of iron. Now, I'm not having any blood anymore in my stools and stuff like that, but for a while I was, and again, I knew my iron was low. I knew I was fatigued and all that. But most products contain about five to 7.5 milligrams of iron per serving, roughly 28 to 42% of the reference daily intake, the RDI, for premenopause women and 62 to 94% of the RDR for men and postmenopausal women. Now, however, iron in pea protein is a little bit higher and you'll get a greater absorption from that if you actually add vitamin C. Now, this I did not know about until I started researching. I thought for sure that I was getting all the pea protein that I needed and the iron in there, but actually when you consume pea protein powder with vitamin C or vitamin C rich foods like citrus, which will boost iron absorption by 67%. That is massive. So maybe in the morning, drink maybe in lemon water or something that's citrus and then have your protein powder because that itself will really help you absorb more of the iron. Now, since approximately 10% of American women are iron deficient, including pre, uh, pea protein powder in your diet could be a great way to boost your intake of this nutrient. Like I said, a lot of people are low in iron, and maybe the fact is, is that they're not drinking some type of vitamin C citrus liquid or food before they have their protein powder, and that could be a massive thing for, like I said, anyone. So why it works with so many special diets, this is like I said, I talked about earlier, is that pea protein powder is naturally vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, and does not contain any of the top eight food allergies, which happen to be peanuts, tree nuts, eggs, fish, shellfish, cow's milk, wheat, or soy, which again is one of the reasons why I really enjoy the protein powder I've been using. Now, mine is just strictly pea protein. There's nothing else added to it. Obviously, at the stores, you can get different things added to it, so you always want to check because there may be something hidden in there that does have some of those other uh, allergies in them. Now, therefore, it works with nearly every diet. Most people, like I said, can eat pea protein. Now, if you do have an allergy, obviously, to pea protein or just peas in general, this is probably not the right protein to take. I don't think I need to emphasize that, but I'm just going to say that because, again, some people think that if it's in a different form, they can take it. But if you have allergies to peas, pea protein shouldn't be on your list of things to eat. So, Let's talk about some of the health benefits about pea protein though, because I think, like I said, this is always important. Now, I've already kind of hit on this earlier in the episode, is that it builds muscle mass. Studies show that pea protein powder can help build muscle mass when paired with resistant training. In one 12-week study, weightlifting men who consumed 50 grams of pea protein per day gained the same amount of muscles as those taking whey protein. So again, there's not too much of a difference between the two types. This suggests that the pea protein powder is just as effective at building muscle mass as 
more common dairy-based protein powders. And as we know, most protein powder right now is dairy-based. So again, it gets very difficult. It also keeps you full. Researchers have found that pre, uh, pea protein helps people feel fuller for longer than carbs of fat. This means that high-protein diets may reduce overall calorie intake and lead to grateful weight loss over time. Now, myself, I'm trying to put weight on, but for other people, this might be a good way to actually help lose weight. Pea protein powder offers an easy way to add protein to your diet and reap all these benefits. One study found that 20 grams of pea protein powder taken 30 minutes before eating pizza reduced the average number of calories consumed by roughly 12%. Now, that study I just threw in there because, again, I think if you're eating something before you eat something else, you're most likely not going to eat the same amount. But like I said, it does show that it will cause you to be a little bit more full. Now, the other thing I do want to talk about is it's good for your heart health, which this is always important for anyone. You only have one ticker and you always want to make sure you take great care of your heart. Now, animal studies have found that pea protein powder can reduce some of the risk factors for heart disease like elevated cholesterol and high blood pressure. Pea protein hydrosylate, a particular digestive protein powder that contains smaller proteins, has been shown to significantly lower blood pressure levels in rats after three weeks. A similar three-week study in humans found that three grams of pea protein hydrosylate per day lowered systolic blood pressure at the top number of reading by six points. That's a pretty significant impact just by eating or drinking pea protein. However, regular pea protein powder that has not been partially digested does not appear to have the same effect. So again, you have to make sure you're getting one of the other. So what we need to recap then is just the side effects to on pea protein because with anything, there are a few side effects. Now, again, like I said, there's not too much with this. Um, it's relatively low in fiber and does not tend to cause gasness or bloating like whole peas do, but that can still be the case, like I said, with the pea protein that does happen every now and then. It is a little bit higher in sodium. So again, anyone that's trying to lower their sodium intake, this may be another risk factor for them. But overall, there's really not too many side effects unless, like I said earlier, you do have an allergy to peas. Then there's multiple risk factors. But overall, pea protein by itself is one of those just gems that's anyone can pretty much utilize and pretty much take every single day and get a lot of benefits from it. Now, I personally, I use it in my smoothie each and every morning. I think that's the perfect way to do it. You can obviously add it to different things. You can add it to baked goods. So in case you're making something that's gluten-free, you can add a scoop or two to that. You can add it to gluten-free oatmeal, porridge, things along those lines. Or, I mean, some people, they do make popsicles. I've seen that on Pinterest. And I think that's a pretty cool way to also make it. You kind of make a smoothie and then you freeze it up and therefore you can eat it that way too. I think that's a very clever way to sometimes get a different taste for pea protein. So that is all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned something because I know I did from this episode and it would be a great honor if you shared this with people and like this. Any um, episode that you're listening to, it's always a great way if you like this and share it because again, it helps grow this podcast, helps get this education to more and more people and I thank you for that. So as always, stay healthy and I will see you next time. That is a wrap for our podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If again, you like this episode, make sure to comment and like this and share with all your friends. It means so much when you share this information with everyone else. Again, if there's anything that you want to hear, send us an email, send us a comment. We'll definitely be happy to respond back to that and maybe talk about that topic. 
As always, make sure to talk to your provider first before you make any medical changes. Again, this is not meant to be something for you to change your medication or anything along those lines. You need to talk to your medical provider first before you make any changes. As always, stay healthy. We'll see you next time. The information provided is more for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other health care provider. This information is not to be used or relied on for any diagnostic or treatment purposes. You should not use this information for diagnosis or treatment of any health problem or as a substitute for medication or other treatments prescribed by your physician. Please consult your health care practitioner before embarking on a diet, fast, exercise, or supplement program. Thank you.